0: Wherever you listen, throughout the world, it's football
1: time. Welcome back. It's been a, uh, it's a long couple of weeks here, but the Gridiron guys were back in the lab after a, a extended holiday, I suppose you could call it, between myself and Cam. Uh, how you been, Cam? It's been, it's been a while. It has been a while,
0: yeah. Look, uh, we probably had the uh, Thanksgiving bye and then we put ourselves on IR for a week. So yeah, look, we, we we probably couldn't catch each other even though we're in the same city at the moment. But yeah, that's, that's what happens when you become an adult. You just have things on and you just can't get to it. But yeah, we're back this week. We're ready to fire into things that we have kind of need to catch up on.
1: Yeah and it's been there's been a huge uh makeup in the league hasn't there shakeups oh. everywhere blokes yeah. going down people getting benched uh it's been wild some of the results have been actually outstanding as well and i think some of these games especially recently have just been outstanding
0: oh amazing
1: yeah so i think look i suppose probably talking about one thing um Let's talk about the Ravens. Let's start at home, shall we? Because obviously we're going to tuck into the Broncos and we've got plenty to say about them. <laughs> but let's let's get some grievances out first because I'm sure we can all throw pot shots at the Ravens quite easily, recently, oh. and especially after that recent loss.
0: Yeah, we can. It's it, it's it's frustrating. I think we're a team with potential that doesn't fulfill our potential every week. Um, but I don't think, i said to Mika this week, I don't think we're going to make a splash in playoffs given the circumstances and kind of where we're sitting at. So I suppose looking at the game that's just gone, I know we took an L to the uh, foul, uh, to the Jags. Jaguars. My apologies. Yeah, look, I mean, that last quarter was ridiculous. We scored a lot of points and they scored a lot of points and credit to Trevor Lawrence. I mean, that, that's, that's a defining drive for his career, I think. I think you can take a lot out of that. I think showing he can do it against what is said to be a very good defense, I think we didn't show that for the most part late. Um, kind of got torched by their wide receivers. And then there was a few... Yeah, I, I think the issues lie more with us. I guess we had, what, four red zone trips early, couldn't convert, and then 10 drops. Like, I mean, I, I, Lamar hasn't been excellent. I, I, I think he's tailed off a lot no. in, his, in his performances lately, not to say he's been bad. I mean, rushed for 90 yards and still passed reasonably. Yeah, Our offense really hasn't been humming. We really struggle with wideouts and losing Bateman and obviously traded Marquise Brown in the offseason it's still a glaring need. We fixed other, re- other holes in the team and still just let that one go. And it comes back to bite you. Like, we're not going to win games if we can't get up the field as quick. Like, if teams can stop our rush and we're going to struggle to hold on to the ball. And if we get to the red zone and our red zone struggled, I think we Greg Roman gets a lot of the blame. I'm not going to say it's 100% the blame on him. But yeah, wherever he's been, a lot of the issues have been like the late play calls and sort of running the clock down. So teams just get set and get ready for us and we sort of struggle to get out of that so there needs to be a lot of changes going forward I think
1: well I suppose looking at it a couple of things as you sort of mentioned your wide outs are pretty bad at the moment but also Very. like uh, you're leaning on Lamar too much in your rushing attack I think what Dobbins is out on IR at the moment yeah. and there's a few other things like you really just haven't been able to get that rolling so I suppose that's an issue and are you, I don't know are we leaning too much on Justin Tucker at the moment like I know he can kick the ball pretty far but for whatever reason, you just seem to happy to settle for field goals a lot and, and a lot further out because you just know that he's going to nail them minus on the weekend. I know he was warming up for what, 65 yarders, um, Mr. 67. Yeah. So I know people were saying that maybe he should have warmed up for a 67er, but that's in hindsight.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Massively. And look, yeah, it's great to have a guy like that that you can trust, but yeah, it, to be so heavily reliant on him, it gets a bit frustrating. I think the red zone trips really showed that we just have to end up going for three every time and it come back to come, came back to bite us really. So he's good to have, but yeah, I, I think we ask a lot of him to get us out of situations and dig us out of a hole, which is great because it does happen more often than not that we do get away with it. But with games like this, it just doesn't happen. Um, yeah. There's just a few issues in that game. I think, When they scored a touchdown or might have even scored a field goal and then very next drive, Gus Edwards fumbles it and turns into – like that's 10 points in the matter of a minute and a half. There's your game right there. Like Hold on to the rock there. Have a bit of a drive for a couple of minutes. They just don't have enough time to get out of there.
1: Well, I mean, and I've, I've got a graphic here. You you look at this. So this is you guys blowing leads on four mm. occasions here, and yeah. and on and against big teams too, minus the Jags. So you've got when you guys played Miami, uh, you're up yep. thirty five to fourteen with twelve minutes left in the fourth quarter. So what you would have given up about twenty odd unanswered points there. Yeah, you were up twenty to three at halftime against Buffalo. Uh, this is at home as well. So you know you've got a good seventeen point lead there. Uh, then you're up 20 to 10 against the Giants uh, in the fourth quarter with six minutes to go. And then finally on the weekend, the Jags, you're up 19 to 10 with six minutes to go as well. That seems to be sort of the magic number around there, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it does. Look, it, it certainly is frustrating. I'm not, it still doesn't concern me too much because I know we're in games and we're winning games. It's just a matter of holding on to games and. It's not just the defence. I guess once we get onto the ball we need to continue to hold the ball and control the control the clock. And I guess that's what we can't do late in games. We're not able to control the clock. And look, Lamar got a good drive at the end of the game to Deshaun Jackson and we still got out of jail and we put ourselves ahead in every chance to win it. But we just gave up such easy easy yardage plays on that last drive. Um, yeah, it, it, it's definitely going to be one of those years where you look back and goes, what could have, should have, would have been if you could win those games. But I think regardless, I think I think we're a team that's still a couple of pieces away from really going deep. Like, I think, yeah, if we don't have wide receivers, he doesn't have anyone to pass to other than Mark Andrews who gets double teamed, mm. then I think we're going to struggle come and make a playoffs game.
1: Yeah, he was dropping some absolute dots, wasn't he? There was a nice 67-yarder that he just put in yeah. the pocket of that bloke. And, oh, like, it's unreal. it would be nice to have a uh, quarterback who can run and throw just like what Russell Wilson used to be able to do five years ago when he was worth <laughs> 250 mil. But now oh. he just seems to have fallen off a cliff for fuck's sake.
0: Yeah, well that's what I mean. I was looking at the cap hits that you guys were gonna cop if you cut him. Now the likelihood you cut him is growing stronger by the week. And I mean Nathaniel Hackett's yeah. it, one and done for him.
1: Yeah, and Nathaniel Hackett's got to go. I think it's it's clear like early on in the season there were some blunders, you could call mm-hmm. them. And you could yep. be like, all right, this is a new guy trying to make his mark, sure, whatever. But as it's going on. And look, the two of them haven't helped each other, but as it's gone on, the play calling has been horrible. The you, There's just no confidence in what's going on on that offensive side of the ball. You can see the defensive is just beautiful. It runs like a well-oiled machine. Oh, yeah. But once you turn on that offensive side, which he's running the play calling at, and Russell Wilson is trying to play make plays happen, uh, it's just falling to
0: absolute shit. Yeah, it is. And like I mean, that's just not what you signed up for when you spend all the money on a guy like that. So... Yeah, look. I think as Broncos fan, it's really frustrating. You're three and eight. You're not looking to improve much more in the tail end of the season. You don't have a first round pick for next year. I just don't know where to from here. Like, if you cut him, you're going to lose so much money. Yeah, you can't. You dead. can't
1: cut him. You can't cut him. You've you put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, we've got to go with him. I mean, at he's least there, another year. We yeah, exactly. And I think there probably even comes a point at this year where you go, do we take him off? Um and just let the backup go for him. I I don't know. It's not like we need to wrap him in bubble wrap or whatever. But no. it's sort of just like, is this had been enough embarrassment for him? Should we just get him back into the lab, hide him away from everyone, let him sit in the cryo chamber for the next six months, and then he can come out brand new?
0: Yeah, you hope so. Look, it's hard to come out from that. Like I think his confidence level would be exceptionally low. The confidence from the team in him would be exceptionally low. Um, I don't know. Like I guess looking. Back to one hindsight, towards the start of the season, there's so many other guys you guys could have traded for. what have we got? Jimmy Garoppolo, Aaron Rodgers. Mm. There's a couple. I'm trying to think who even else Matt landed on a team out there. Yeah,
1: look, I think they were sort of the big names that were coming yeah. through. Uh, Rodgers might have been a tough one. I mean, he was. He's a bit of a wild card too. And yeah, I true. Think- it's true. And I think and I think that like personality-wise, that's probably half the problem of why Russell hasn't fit in here and why he hasn't gelled. Because it, it it really was a big like us versus him thing by the sounds in Seattle, but they were managed to keep it under the wraps over there. They managed to keep everyone harmonized and was just like, okay, this is pretty cooked, but we can we can get him to play his best if we do this, this, and this, and everyone was happy to work around it. Now he's gone to a new environment which clearly doesn't settle with well with him. You know, it just doesn't it doesn't work with him, and so He's not able to gel with these guys. They're not able to gel with him. And it's just not a harmonized union.
0: No, it's not. And I guess that leads us. as We've just talked about two teams of our own that leads into this week's rivalry game between us. Now, I'm actually kind of concerned here. I think I've said it all season. I said Russell's got a game in him. Like both teams are struggling, even defensively, like we are struggling a little bit. We're still solid on the defense. We're getting a few mm. players back. But I could see you guys sneaking away with one here. Well, I I imagine
1: we keep this tight and like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I think that's the funny thing. We, this has been like a huge stat of us. I think we have managed to keep an average score of about like 16 points. So if we'd have scored like just over 16 points in all of our games, I think we'd be flip side like nine and three or something, or whatever it is. Like, I don't think there's that many games played, but you get what I mean.
0: Oh, yeah. You'd be, I think you're eight and one in those sort of games. Like, yeah, all you need is a Justin Tucker in your lineup, (laughs) and you'd be fine.
1: Imagine him in the Mile High Stadium too. He just oh, flies right, those suckers on it. into. Yeah. Mate, <laughs> they think we would go into space. Like you yeah. would never, never be coming down from Rosie at all. Oh, no, no, <laughs> totally absolutely funny. not.
0: Yeah, well, look, yeah, that's the thing. So look, that, that that's going to be. Well, I don't really know if it's a game that to to put a note to watch. Oh, I wouldn't this week, be watching
1: but... it. No, don't don't get up for it. There's better games no. on at the World Cup. Like I would rather be watching Qatar versus Tunisia than that. Like,
0: yeah, um. I, I guess, yeah, that sort of leaves us our teams there. I don't think there's much more you can say about that. there There is more quarterback drama, and I think we look to the state of New York mm. to the Jets. Now the Jets, I mean we missed it when we had our time off and 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 Zach Wilson had an absolute stinker. they got about minus five yards of offense in the second half or something ridiculous. And yeah, he took two zero yards, I
1: think it was it was like nothing.
0: Yeah, zero accountability. It was like 2.7 inches per play or something something stupid. yeah um, and he seemed to take zero responsibility in the interview after the game and that kind of blew it up even bigger and, and I think we led them to the next week. They played the Bears, but Mike White stepped in. Mike White stepped in last year and did an exceptional job what 22 of 28 315 yards and three TDs had it humming to Garrett hmm. Wilson and the team looked back on track
1: he's good isn't he like just a little injection of adrenaline like i i they had him come in last year and i sort of remember he came out like a flash in a pan and then i think after a couple of weeks did die off Mm. um so i'm wondering like look mike white clearly he can come out and he can ball there's no doubt about that but i think as a viable option for a long-term starter he's probably showing that he doesn't have that stamina to keep it going Mm. like while he's like, like while he's hot and bothered and you know just ready to throb he's happy to go out he can play one or two games off the back of just that like pure adrenaline where he just like Mm. fucking just dominates but then it seems like he can't really get into a groove and i think that may be why he still sits as a backup at the moment like he was the backup's backup at the start of this year that's right smoke Smoke and joe was in there wasn't he
0: he was yeah that's right so i I mean i don't know what their go is with mike white and flacco and wilson going forward like I just don't know if if Wilson's a viable option going forward, especially for next year. Like, where do we see the improvement? I know it's a year too,
1: but... I, I, I actually think he is. Okay, I'm going to take devil's advocate here because I actually think he is. He's a viable NFL starting quarterback. Now, I'm not going to say he's a great quarterback. He's <laughs> definitely fair. not. But he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. I think we've seen his arm power. It's quite good. And you've got to remember, this was one bad game, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he hasn't been fantastic this season, but when they started, they went, oh, I think they lost like their first couple of games or whatever with Joe. He came in, he's gotten them to five and two. Sure, he was handing it off to Brees Hall for a bit there. <laughs> yeah. And I and I gather that. But he's been able to actually complete some drives and, you know, bring them to some actual wins. Yes, he had a shocking game. And I think, yes, he deserved to be benched for the way, more the way that I think he 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 handled it afterwards because that was just atrocious. But I think certainly, for me, he is a starter in the NFL and he should be able to start next year. I mean, I'd, I'd be happy with him in our team, to be honest.
0: Oh, yeah, look, I think it's not a bad one. I'm just kind of going through his stats here from each game. And I think, as you said, they're heavily relying on the like, they beat the yeah. Bay Packers here. He threw for 110 yards, 10 of 18. They beat the Dolphins that was without Tua, but he's throwing for 210 yards, no touchdowns. Like, I, I don't know. He, he can't throw for many touchdowns. And no. he, there's something lacking there. And I guess there's a lot to be desired in terms of his output in games. But, yeah, look, you make a good point in terms of he is a quarterback in the NFL. Whether he's a top-tier quarterback, I don't think he ever will be.
1: I just well, I don't think, think
0: he's got that ceiling.
1: Yeah, well, I mean that's that was when he came out of the draft. They said his ceiling is Patrick of Mahomes. And I think, yes, he threw that oh. one dot that we all just sucked on oh, the quarter it, or four. Like
0: yeah, that's right. It put the blinders over everyone and they've just gone, Jeez, this guy's oh, unbelievable. Like pro days to amazing. me now, it, it carries zero weight.
1: No, it carries zero weight. But I think that's what um that's what a ceiling is. Like a ceiling is something that you actually probably never will never reach, uh, because otherwise you'll keep bumping your head. So I don't think he's <laughs> in any danger of doing that. He certainly could be Mahomes. He just has horrible decision-making at this point in time. And I think giving him reps is probably the best way forward.
0: Oh, it is. It is. And you're right. Like, I think you've obviously invested too much in him. You've invested uh, pick number two, which in hindsight hasn't been the best option. But there's no better options next year, I don't believe. I'm just looking at what their potential picks they've got well, next they're year. They're pretty uh, high
1: up. They may still even play playoffs here. Like, let's Well, that's right. I think that.
0: they probably will.
1: Yeah, like they're in the hunt.
0: Yeah, that's right. So they've got a first-round pick next year, but where that ends up being, I don't know. They're currently 7-4. and Their remaining schedule, I guess if we look forward at their remaining schedule, Mm. they've got a few tough games coming. They've got the Vikings at Minnesota. They've got the Bills in Buffalo. Loss. Lions at home. Uh, Jags.
1: Ooh, loss. Which
0: is a funny one, yeah, because – and then they've got Seahawks away and Dolphins away to end the season. Now, they can have a real tough time to finish the season off L- here. Loss, loss, yeah. Yeah, so they might bow out very late in the piece. But, yeah, I think – yeah, I think that will that depends on what they do in the off-season. But I don't know how much of a market they will be if they try and trade him and there's not much out there to pick up. So, yeah, they stick with him for a little while while he's on a rookie contract, I suppose. But – yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sold on him. I wasn't sold on him to begin with, and I just don't think he's got that much of a p- career that's going to progress.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely for sure. But I, I just think, look, in New York, they're and to be honest, they've come together all right. They've been suffering they have, for a while. Really Between them yeah. and Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson, I think Whoa. these guys have managed to piece together something. And yes, it's not amazing, but think for this point in time he could move forward and be their future for how long i don't know but i mean look there's a lot of putrid quarterbacks coming through and i think that you could do much worse and you could potentially pay an idiot again i'm coming back to him 250 million um to be your quarterback and still not put up any as good numbers as he has
0: yeah look yeah yeah i guess you can always come back to that point and use him as the benchmark and i think everyone's looking like on the bright side when they do that um yeah, moving away from the Jets, and I suppose teams that are going to have tough decisions uh, going forward, I think the Raiders, we saw what Josh Jacobs has done in the last few weeks. Now they're going to have to pay oh, him in the offseason. He's what a the free Raiders-
1: agent, isn't he, coming up? That's
0: right. Yeah, correct. So what do the Raiders do here? I mean, I don't know. Like, you kind
1: of got to cash in on these running backs, but my biggest thing in the back of my mind is always, like, my heart loves him, but my head knows that his knees are going to buckle in a year or two, if that.
0: Yeah, uh, and there's the biggest glaring issue. But I, and I was kind of off him at the start of this year. I thought, oh yeah, he's actually not as good. But I mean, looking at the weekend, I mean, he had the, re- the winning touchdown in overtime against the Seahawks, which is, yeah, I mean, it's a, yeah, a huge play. 33 carries for 229 yards and two TDs, and I believe he had a whole lot more on the ground. So, or uh, in the air. Sorry, six receptions and led them in receiving yards for 75 yards. Phenomenal. That, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. The stats there. Well, I mean, I think we got to look at consistency
1: for me. Like, if you're able to get at a deal and be like, okay, let's base you off this stretch of five to ten games and mm. see how you go. Yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of what problem is these days is we get, like, really caught up in, like, the one game and think, oh, my God, that's what he should be like his whole career. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like, look at Lamar. Every time he has a good game, they're like, pay the man. And it's like, oh yeah,
0: oh, yeah. after last weekend,
1: no one asked to pay the man that week because we just knew. knew that wasn't going to be the one. So I think, like, if we can look at him at, like, a ten-game span – you know, that, that's decent enough. That's majority of the season. It's not a whole season, but that's majority of the season. What are his numbers stack up? It's not just after this and be like, oh, man, we've got to sign this contract now because obviously that's going to be in his favour mm, and they're just not even going to look at him.
0: No, it's true. And I guess, as you said, yeah, you need your sample size needs to be greater than, than one game or two good games across the board. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think – He's going to have some serious value, whether the Raiders can retain that or franchise tag him, I don't know, but he's going to hit the market and he's going to be worth a fair bit. I think the running back market coming into next year is just crazy, or even just a free agent market, but I think the running backs in particular.
1: That, that'll be good at the moment, because I suppose like we had wide receivers this last year. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, quarterbacks are always here and there, but I suppose maybe it is the running backs' turn next year.
0: Yeah, it will be. There's going to be some serious money thrown around, and I think they're going to be breaking some records. I think we saw that with the wide receivers, as you just said, like Christian Kirk. Blew the top off it and everyone else sort Mm. of followed suit. But, yeah, look, if we continue to talk about – I've got just one more point here. They're talking about running backs um, and a team that heavily relies on running backs. The Tennessee Titans. Now, we saw them take on the Bengals on the weekend. Yeah, Uh, They lost to the Bengals. I think Tennessee is one of the most – they're a well-coached team. Their defense is great. Yep. I think they're one of the more overrated teams – in the league at the moment. Uh, people seem to rate him pretty highly. I'm not huge on him. Derek Henry's been kept quiet the last three or four weeks mm. in terms of his standard. Um, yep. After he blew out the Texans, I think the Chiefs held him pretty tight. You held him pretty tight. Packers and Bengals held him tight. Now they beat you guys. That seems to happen each week. Yep. Packers yes. haven't been great. I'm just going through their season this year. They lost to the Giants and the Bills to start the season. Beat the Raiders, beat the Colts, two teams that are below 500 and struggling. Beat the Commanders by four. The Commanders have hit some form, so that's probably their best win this season and against a yeah. five, plus 500 team. That's the only team over 500, I believe, that they've beaten. They've also beaten the Colts again, the Texans. They lost to the Chiefs, beat you guys in the Packers lost to the Bengals. They also have Eagles, Jags, Chargers coming up, then Texans, Cowboys and Jags again. Now, if the Jags are continuing the form, I don't know if they'll miss the playoffs, but I think this is a team that's highly overrated and, and, and I think if people can stop Derrick Henry, which we is no, no easy feat, I don't know. What are your thoughts on Tennessee this year?
1: Yeah, overrated. Hundred percent. They've they've sat in an easy division. Like they've got Houston, which is an absolute basket case down oh, there. Yeah. You look at some of the numbers that he's put up against Jacksonville every year. That's like his bunny team. So that's two free wins there. So you've already got four, um, and then you maybe trade one or one or two with Indy, and that's so that's five wins that you sort of get straight out of the bat without having to walk out of your own division. I think they get a good look in, to be honest. Um, but. For the long term, like their defense used to be good, but I think now with the injuries and trades and things like that, it hasn't been that great. Yeah. Um. And essentially, like they've busted it on the wide receiver rank. They've got no one out wide at the moment. Ryan Tannehill sucks anyway at quarterback. Um. And their offensive line has just always been pretty paltry, to be honest, because Derek can just carry three guys anyway. So yep. I don't. I think basing yourself like oh, there are a lot of teams that probably base themselves around one player. But I think this team really is a one-player team, and 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 if someone's gonna not have a come out on the right side of the bed on the morning or something, you're just not gonna play well just because of this one dude.
0: Yeah, oh, it's absolutely right. Like I think they're always gonna be in most games. I think they're gonna keep most games close. Um, but yeah, uh, for me, they're 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 heavily overrated, and I I'd, I'd be wouldn't be well like obviously they're gonna make the playoffs. They have to make the playoffs because the rest of the division is absolute disgusting yeah. so yeah look that'll be interesting to see who they match up with week one i don't know that's just that's just my thoughts from the week and i suppose i don't know if there's anything that you have from the week There's big i
1: i want to talk about um what's going on in the packers like what do you think it's getting close to a time where you might have to bench aaron rogers like i think obviously he's had a bit of injuries and things like that mm. but is this a time where you look at maybe benching him and say righto let's give this love kid a go let's see if we can blood some young blokes in. And just because their season's done, like put a line through them. Now they're not making the playoffs. Do you bench the previous year's MVP?
0: Um, Yeah. Why not? I I, I think he talked, was it on the show? Um, yeah. And he was talking about how he's, he's helping out, helping out love, which is great. If he's genuinely doing that, I think it's mm. excellent that he sort of put the ego aside, that he's able to sort of go, yeah, look, this guy's the future. I'm kind of tailing off. Um, yeah, they they haven't got the heart. I'll just run home. But yeah, they're out of playoffs. They're done for the year. But yeah, uh, does he move on and go somewhere else, or did he sign a one-year deal?
1: He signed a two-year. I've got a feeling mm. it's two years for some yeah, reason in the back of he my head. Be but right that, yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. It's like okay, he's not going to play out a swan song this year. All right. Mm. Next year, what are you looking at? Like, I mean, you've had love on your roster for so long now. It's like we either know he's not good or we know he's the future, one or the other. So Mm. why aren't you playing him if you know he's the future unless you know he's bad? So I don't know. One, get him some reps Yeah. so he gets some confidence in him. He plays like a nice stretch of five, six games or whatever's left in the season uh two hopefully he goes well one you pick up some w's just for the crowd and the morale and things like that but two you pick up some wins with him and you start to build like a little bit of a trade value for him just potentially i mean like you're obviously not going to be able to trade off aaron Rodgers. we know that the market's fucked and there's no way you're going to be able to get anyone to trade you like anything decent for a one year Yeah. yeah so can you build up some like trade capital for a jordan love that you go okay maybe we don't see him as the long term future but maybe we can sort of build up this sort of facade of him being a future for someone else then we can pawn him off on them build up some capital and go after someone in free agency or we go after someone in the draft and just start again like i mean they're at that point where they could potentially start a rebuild regardless i mean look at the rest of their team they've got no wide receivers they had one of the deadliest backs in back to in the duo back to duo in the league sorry yeah yeah and that's not firing their line sucks their defense is basically one guy in cornerback anyway and yep. that's about it like
0: yeah, yeah start that, again there's glaring holes there for them absolutely um yeah I, i'm kind of on the fence about jordan Love and i think you're Make a fair point there, where you say you can kind of get him in. Like they play the Bears this week, which I think Rodgers will probably start. But then they have got the Rams. who so the Rams season is just dead. They're they they're horrible. Um, Bro, they're
1: dead. Do you we- want to have a look at the Rams thing that I found the other day? Hang on, look at this. So this yeah, is going from, time. this is going from like the Super Bowl lineup to week twelve. What was that? This week or last week versus? The yeah, Chiefs? last week. Anyways, yep, yep. so you've got the Super Bowl lineup was Odell Beckham Jr., Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson. And then Cam Akers, Sony Michelle, Daryl Henderson in running back, and then Matt yep. Stafford in QB. Yep. So this is like you know Pro Bowlers over 50,000 career passing yards, whatever. Then you move to Week 12 versus the Chiefs. So you have Bryce Perkins, uh, his first ever career start in quarterback. Yep. Uh, you've got Tutu Atwell, who has made four career receptions as a wide receiver. You've got Ben uh, Scrotum Neck. I don't know how to actually pronounce his name. But <laughs> he's only got 300 career reception yards. And then you've got Van Jefferson again, still there, over a thousand yards. Um, and then you've got Cam Akers and Kyron Williams in the running back. Who Cam Akers, he was there last year, but then Kyron is a rookie who hasn't started yet either. Like, imagine that—twelve weeks removed from a Super Bowl—and that's your starting lineups.
0: Yeah, and they released Daryl Henderson, I'm pretty sure, through the week. So mm. I mean, go figure there. I think are they tanking? <laughs> like, I guess it. Yes, they won a Super Bowl, but does the does the whole Let's just trade away everything to try and get the pieces to win a Super Bowl. I know you got one, but where are they now? Like, there's where are they sitting now? And I know I I would, if, if the Ravens did everything they could, got me a Super Bowl, I would ride, we, I guess we talk about this as our friendship group. You can mm. ride a title for 10 years. Yeah. Then your title becomes irrelevant. Once you hit that 10-year mark, you can no longer talk about that title as being relevant anymore. So a lot of the teams that we follow, I mean, the Ravens are done this year. 2012, we're finished.
1: Yeah, I got a couple more years. Twenty fifteen, I think it was, from memory.
0: Yeah, it was. So yeah, you've got you've got a few more years left in you. and I think you'll be waiting a little while till you get one. So we might we might run out of time. Well, I um, mean, you could
1: even say that's what we've done. Like, look at after that when Peyton retired, we've been past ever since, and like it's mm-hmm. been it's been a long few years, and like it, it was it was cool at that time. Like that was a great win against the Panthers. We ruined Cam Newton's career. Yep. Um, but you know at what cost yeah to be it's it's nice to be an organization i I don't know you almost want to be good every year just so you can you know at least win 12 games and get it over your mates because at the end of the day it's pretty much funner in the trenches watching these games week in week that you're winning it's
0: a fair point because yeah you're right like only one team can win it and and yeah like like would you rather get the one win be a dud for the next five to ten and then try and hopefully rebuild um or, yeah, as you said, be the Pittsburgh Steelers, be a team like that <laughs> that contends every single year, but does nothing, doesn't win a thing, doesn't win the AFC, doesn't win a Super Bowl, doesn't win like, the, yeah, I, I actually genuinely don't know what I'd rather. I mean, obviously, I'd rather a Super Bowl for sure, yeah. but it, it sucks to see your team sucking. That, that That's such a hard thing to do year in, year out.
1: It's Yeah, it's – I don't know. It, it really drags on, and it just makes the years longer, I think. The winter's colder. The <laughs> beer's saltier. It's just – it's awful.
0: Yeah, it, it is. It's very ordinary. So, look, I, I don't feel too bad about Green Bay being really struggling because I'm sick of it. The, they're, they're another team. Perennial, mm. not playoff like contenders, but they the regular season, they dominate. They're so good, and they still never win anything. I think their last title was 2010.
1: Yeah, it was. It was something like that.
0: Yeah. So Maybe look, 11. I think, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So the, I really don't think they're looking too good and, and I don't know what happens in this situation. I'd like to see Jordan Love take over. I think that's my take. I think I'd like to see some fresh blood in there and see how he goes.
1: Yeah, because you could easily, like Aaron Rodgers is that kind of guy and he's that way inclined that you could see him put his hands up and just go, no, nope, fuck it, too hard. I'm just going to walk away and leave it as is, and and I think everyone would be okay with that because they'd just be like, "Look, Aaron is Aaron. Aaron like comes for football. Like he's clearly got a football mind. Don't get me wrong, but like mm. he's he's not. A, he doesn't strike me as like a football nuffy. You know, like he doesn't come there and he doesn't feel like he lives and breathes it. He does it because he's good at it." And, you know, he obviously puts in effort, but in comparison to like guys that would just sit there and froth watching tape all day, I don't see him sort of wanting to do that. You know, like a Nick Kyrgios at tennis type thing. Oh, like, yeah. He comes in, throws his cock around and then walks back and then goes, see you later. I'll collect my <laughs> cash on the way out. Like, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely bang on there. So I think if we can quickly look at, for me, I don't know if it's the league as a whole. I'm just looking at the standings here.
1: Do you want to look you at know. the NFC? Because I think that'll be yeah, that would be interesting Do you want to look at the NFC? Ac- that is yeah.
0: absolutely where I'm going with this. And perfect, perfect. I think NFC East, no one expected it. It's no. firing at the moment. Giants on the downhill. Commanders are on the out. Love to see that. Then we just go through the rest of the league. Minnesota has nine wins. The rest of nope. their division is well below 500. Yep. South is below 500. Seahawks and the 49ers are scraping above 500. The NFC is so dead.
1: It's, it's kind of weird as well because you've got – we just talked about like teams like Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Los Angeles Rams who were all like NFC championships the last two years. I mean, even yeah. the 49ers you can throw in there, um, but they're still going all right. But like these guys are like the one New Orleans as well, always elite. Yes. And they're just bottom feeders at the moment. Like what is doing?
0: Yeah, look, I really don't know. Like in, in the grand scheme of things, you're always going to have – a couple of divisions or a couple of teams in each division really struggling, but across the board, like, I mean, I mean, the AFC you could probably still say the same thing. You've got teams that we expected. I mean, the South's completely dead. Half of the North cooked the East, both East are doing well. I think that's probably the takeaway there. Even the West is not looking that good bar Kansas city. I think it kind of, the picture kind of is looking similar in both conferences, but I don't know. I, I think Philly seem to be the clear favorites, Vikings and Cowboys,
1: What's your who do you rate number one in the NFC at the moment? Would it be the Eagles? Or are you like I kind of leaning towards, to be honest, listen to me here. I'm kind of I leaning towards actually the Cowboys. I think obviously Minnesota deserved to be up there in the conversation, but I think it's between the Eagles and the Cowboys, and we're gonna get that matchup soon. Like you've got to think the last time those guys played, um, it was a tight matchup, good game, but Cowboys had Cooper Rush in at quarterback. They were sort of running Zeke, not too bad, not to take anything away from Zeke, but my man, Tony Pollard, now that he's throbbing out there, I think he could go out and he could run some dishes out on the Philly Eagles. I think, for me, Dallas might be the best team in the NFC at the moment.
0: Uh, look, I think it's a coin flip between them and the Eagles. I think the Eagles, obviously, are very complete across the board, but yeah, Dallas are peaking at the right time. And I, I think the Vikings, for me, they're doing well, but they're not. they're not it. The only other one outside of that is the 49ers that I think create headaches as they mm. do in the playoffs. I think their defense is so stout. They've, like I think the last few weeks they've allowed no points in the second half, which is just outrageous. That's crazy. So I think injuries have really plagued them. They've won four in a row. They were three and four. They've won four in a row. I think they're the hottest team at the moment in the NFC outside of the Eagles and the Cowboys maybe. Um, Yeah. I think you you could lean definitely on the Cowboys as being probably one of the best teams in the NFC. I still think the 49ers potentially go all the way there.
1: You got the 49ers. So you got a Cowboys 49ers, maybe NFC championship.
0: Oh, I can absolutely see it happening unless obviously they can't meet there. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Eagles, I don't know. I think I've ridden them off for so long, but they still keep winning. Um, They've got a pretty soft-ish schedule. Yeah, they've got I mean, a lot. I mean, I guess that division's got to play each other. There's going to be a bit of bloodbath going forward here. I hope the commanders yeah. can can ruffle it, rustle a few feathers. I think they're actually looking really good at Heineke's looking fantastic.
1: Well, it's ever since they topped off the Eagles. And I think that will, that loss was coming for the Eagles. I mean, you look at that. They lost to the commanders, and then they had that scrappy win over the Colts. That was shocking. Um, but they've just been sort of doing enough. I, I'm really looking forward to it. That's probably the other thing. Okay. Cowboys, my number one team at the moment. But I'm looking at Jalen Hurts. That guy has got to be front-runner for MVP at the moment, surely. I know Mika will hate me saying this because he thinks he can't throw, but everyone's just about to piss in their pants when they saw Justin Fields run for 200 yards. So why don't we let this guy that's been throwing and running go for the MVP?
0: Oh, look, I'm all on board that. I think Jalen Hurts has been exceptional this year. He's playing behind a line that's giving him so much space and time. And then, yeah, as you said, he's just – as a runner, like I think Tom Brady was talking about this, he's just doing excellent things out there. He he picks the right time to run. He runs out of bounds at the right time. He doesn't really yeah. get hit. He's just just chewing up yards. And I think because they're worried about the pass, they're actually having to worry about the passes, it's freeing him up here. I think other teams that have running quarterbacks like Fields, even us, like they're not as worried about the downfield threat.
1: No, well, I think that's it. You picked it. It's like it's the right time to run, isn't it? Like you're looking at these guys who as soon as the pocket collapses, they just tuck the ball and run. Yeah. Whereas I think Hertz is happy to like, okay, his pocket doesn't collapse. It's so clean. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you could wipe that thing with a whistle. But like the thing is when it does collapse, he has the confidence that he has the time to either launch it in and stay in there for that extra second for the route to break or – yes, if it does break down, he can pick when the right time is to slink out and just slide across or slide out or whenever he needs.
0: Yeah, look, uh, yeah, he's been looking excellent. And I think, I hate to go against what I say, but I think going into the playoffs, you need to be able to pass him. That could be tested a bit more Mm -hmm. um, because you you need to be able to play from behind. I think that's the biggest thing is if you go behind, you can't run. You need to pass. That's where we fall down. That's where Tennessee falls down. Teams like that really fall down when they fall behind. Other teams that can sling it, like the Chiefs, like the Bengals, like they, they might not be the best teams, but they can play from behind because they can just make big plays on one play and, and, and catch points up pretty quickly. Yeah, because,
1: I, I mean, that's the thing. When you're running, you're using so much more clock. Uh, you can't dot it down as easily and things yep. like that. It's just, yeah, it's you got to be able to run early game and establish that dominance, but I think that's so that in the late game, you can basically just toss skin.
0: Oh, 100%. So, yeah, look, the NFC is an interesting beast at the moment. I don't mind your tip for the Cowboys, 49ers and, and, and Eagles. I think they're looking as your top few teams. I think the Vikings people are getting around them. They've got some weapons, but I, I'm not sold on those guys. I guess before we move on to, I guess we're going to move on to college because there's a lot to talk about there. Week 13 yeah. is coming up. We've only got a fair few, few weeks left. Uh, any games that you think will have implications on the playoffs this week?
1: Well, I suppose, look, the Bills got to smash the Patriots. That's my first one. If the Bills want to prove that they are going to be the top dog in the AFC, yep. if they want to take down Miami, if they want to take down the Chiefs, they've got to back up last week's win. Obviously, they had that one against the Vikings, sure. Game yep. of the century, game of the year, whatever. They fell behind again. But the that last week's game where they were able to get over it in that in, in the end, that sort of proved it. Now they need to back that up, I think, if they really want to cement themselves as a force in the AFC.
0: Oh, 100% they do. I think the Bills have got a lot to prove at the moment. That They started the year like a house on fire. They've had a few banana peel games coming through. Eight and three, I think you can't be upset with that, but they're not guaranteed no. to win their division. I think if we look further down this week, there's some really good matchups coming up. Um, with a few teams we've talked about, Jets, Vikings, could be anything. I still think Vikings probably get away with that one at home unless Mike White steps up. Yeah, uh, Titans Eagles we talked about both of those teams. I think Titans are Pretenders Eagles are, are a better team all around. It's, it's yeah. going
1: to really push the Eagles run defense though and I think it'll test it them is. which will be yeah. which will be a good one for going forward.
0: Yeah, it actually will. I think if they can get through this it, it solidifies them more they can play against good defenses. Um but yeah, you're right. They they could get away with a with a sneaky loss there but I'm still not 100% on the Titans. Dolphins 49ers this is a huge one. And then Chiefs Bengals. I think there's some great matchups.
1: Have a look at the, um, I was just looking at the Miami San Francisco. They've got San Francisco at 66% to win here Um, at home. That's probably a big line. Don't you reckon? I thought it might've been a bit closer. Four is line four. Uh,
0: yes. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I'm not so sure on that. I, I think, I think San Fran, especially at home are a pretty good team. And I think defensively, They've got what it takes to match Miami. But, yeah, Miami's explosiveness could really actually test them. I think if they put it up too many points early, we know that the 49ers may not be able to chase that down.
1: Long term, it'll be fun to see the Miami get in, though. Like, I am enjoying two. uh, We're liking these guys that are not your prototypical quarterbacks, and they're coming out and they're actually being able to play ball and prove all the doubters wrong.
0: Oh, I Fun. think that's probably one of the most yeah one of the most exciting things of the off season is the Tua Tonga and the coach's relationship. I think he's someone, and he talks about this how much he believes in him, and I think the belief goes such a long way into saying you do whatever you want to do. We have full faith in you. Go and do what you need mm-hmm. to do. Just play how you want to play, and we're, we're happy to back you to the hills.
1: Yeah, we love uh, love that. Uh, Mike McDaniel is such a good coach. You can just see oh, yeah. some of the chats he has. Um, but they've got a good scheme. They're working to every guy's strength. And I think that's what teams need to do. I think that's what gets them comfortable. It's like when Lamar first came in, they played to his strength. They didn't have a passing offense and everyone just understood that this was how we're going to play. Yeah. And ipso facto, he got an MVP. And I think same again for other teams, like anything in the Tom Brady era. Yes. Was it a Bill? Was it a Tom thing? I think it was a bit of both. You know, Tom knew how to play the system and they knew how to make the system play for him. Yep. So I think certainly... What they've got going on in Miami is quite fun. Um, It's enjoyable to watch, and they're getting the results. So I don't think you can poke fun at them. I think it'll be interesting to see how far they go in the playoffs um, and whether they can actually make a real splash, you know, come championship weekend.
0: Yep, definitely. So, look, I, I think there's a fair few tasty games coming out this week, and we'll probably talk about them a lot more in depth next week. So I think that moves us on to... I mean, the most exciting thing happening at the moment is college football. Now, I don't know whether we'll, we'll, probably, we'll talk about the rankings first yep. and then we'll talk about the championship games. This week's rankings have dropped. Now, there's not a huge change in the top four. I guess the only one is that a higher state dropped out after a shellacking by the Michigan Wolverines. So that leaves us with Georgia 1, Michigan 2, TCU 3, all undefeated. Fair enough. USC sitting at fourth with one loss to a Utah team that is 11th, and they also play each other this weekend. Completely fair enough. Ohio State sits one side out as a loss to the number two team. Then we have Alabama, Tennessee, Penn State, Clemson, Kansas State running out the top 10. You know where my biggest qualm will be with this, and there's going to be so many people that say this is why, this isn't why, this is why. We sit behind Alabama. Now, I mean, it has no weight in this unless TCU lose Michigan lose, USC lose, Georgia lose. We're not making the playoffs.
1: Yeah, well, I think um, even if Georgia lose, they're probably still making the playoffs. You could make They are.
0: Chance. That's right. They are. But this still gives Alabama a realistic chance of making the playoffs. <laughs> now, I don't understand why we're ranked behind them. There's talk of it's because Hindenhook is out and we've got Jay Milton at quarterback. I mean, he was fine against Vanderbilt. Spanked him. Um, that's right, correct. And he's still capable and we're still a decent team. Yes, we lost to uh, South Carolina, which at the time looked bad. But after a win against Clemson and they're sitting now at 19th overall, it doesn't look that bad. Alabama has also lost to LSU, who are 14th now, 9-3, and three, who will finish the season 9-4 and four after Georgia finish with them. 9-4 mm-hmm. and four is not a fantastic record for me. Nope. Um, you've, you've made it purely by beating Alabama in the rounds and that's the only reason you are there. Um, so look, I think we should be six. I'm a bit disappointed by that. I don't know where you sit on it.
1: I think, uh, look, I personally think obviously wins should trump, and you should sit yeah, on six. They should sit seven. Yeah. But w- what I can see is I can see one is recency. So the lot of the thing that I find with college football playoff rankings is the most recent thing that happens. That's yeah. what's stuck in their mind. They've got short yep. memories. You know, no one remembers that LSU lost to Florida State in the first week of the um, of the season. They suck. Seminoles stink. Like, LSU no. shouldn't be allowed to go anywhere near the 25 after that
0: loss. They did stink. However, they did also finish the season 9-3 and three and rank 13th. So that's, that's where it's, that's where it becomes interesting because, yeah, you're right. Like, losing that, everyone thought, shit, these guys absolutely suck. Yeah. Florida State ended up being not too bad. But, yeah, they've taken that into account. I, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Though recency is one of the biggest factors within this. Recency
1: is the big one, and I think probably – Uh, I think the hand and hooker thing probably plays into it. But I think the fact is that actually that game against Alabama, you guys, that was on a knife's edge. Anyone could have won that. And they probably should have won that off that chain kick. And I think that's probably what they think. And they go, look, if you were to play again, would you probably beat them? And I think most... Most well, I I I don't see why you wouldn't be able to, but I think most people there would lean towards that Bama bias and go, no, nah, I don't reckon they get them a second time. I think beginner's luck type thing or whatever. Yeah, neutral
0: um, field. Yeah, they they'd get it. Yeah, I, I think you're right there. I think they probably believe and that is it. The belief that the team is just going to be so good purely because they're Alabama.
1: Yes, exactly, and it's that prestige that they carry. It's that sort of aura about them that they've had because they're like, oh, this is probably like our worst season. This is their worst season in 15 years or something, like 10. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Um, and they still sit sixth. And so I think that's where it comes into it. Like this is like that whole like Nick Saban coaches them, you know, all that sort of stuff that plays into it. Because at the end of the day, these playoff rankings are so gray. There is no black and white whatsoever no. Um, that they just sort of pull things out and go, oh, well, they've kind of been good like recently in history. And it's like, well. <laughs> But that's the thing in college football. It's literally about this year. Nothing in the previous years actually has any weight on this year because, like, the teams chop and change so much.
0: Oh, 100% they do. And I think it's going to be the frustrating thing. And I think, yeah, as soon as this expands, you're going to have less issues. I mean, you're still going to have issues. There's going to be people who are going to see yeah, that because someone 12. still misses
1: out, and that's the thing.
0: They do. But if you're not in the top 12, you ain't contending for me.
1: No, you're not going like, to
0: get anywhere near like, like – because let's be honest, there
1: are people in the top four that still get spanked by the one and the two every year. Like, And that's just, what I think is going
0: to happen this year.
1: Yeah, and there's no perfect way to do it. Like if OSU were to get in – say say this is an interesting one. If TCU and USC both lost, that yes. would mean Ohio State and Alabama get in. They get in two, three and four respectively. That would mean a Michigan versus Ohio State semifinal. Do we want to watch that again this year? Are we happy with the result? That we saw this year, like like Michigan, surely spanked them again. We don't need to see that one more time, do we?
0: No, you're right. Uh, but I mean, at a neutral, where was it? Was it played at Michigan or was it played at Ohio? State? No, they were played at
1: Ohio, so they yeah, went okay. to so Ohio. So there's no reason. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They didn't they're, have they're... Blake Corum. They played yeah. off a quarterback who hasn't done anything for the past three years anyway, and he went out and he slung TDs. They beat him by twenty odd. It was just yeah, that was that's a beatdown, dry, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. It's an interesting one. It's also possible. I can see USC getting done. I can see TCU getting done. Mm. Michigan. I don't think the boilovers can cause a boilover this year. And I don't <sighs> think Georgia lose to LSU. Um, yeah, it's it, it's an interesting one because Alabama. I don't think they wouldn't beat Georgia.
1: No. No, I don't, I don't think so either. Like, you look at what they've sort of been able to do. And I think Georgia has strangled sides. Like, realistically, that's what they're playing off. Like, Stetson Bannon's good. They've got a decent, yeah. like, attack and things like that. But that's, it's their defense they prided it on. It's like those Clemson teams a uh, few years oh. back ago. Like, they had Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, sure. But the rest of that, that was that defense. That was that absolute elite defense that um, gotcha. Dabo Sweeney built out there. And I think that's the same thing with Georgia. You see how Alabama's been able to come through. Like your game against Tennessee, that was just a fucking poo slinging fest.
0: Oh, my Same word. with some
1: of the other ones. There has yeah, been yeah. like even against Ole Miss and like um, LSU. Those games, there was no oh. defense.
0: No, there wasn't. Even Mississippi State. They ha- like that's the thing. They yeah. haven't had any statement wins. That's 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 where I've got issues here. Is because mm. Alabama haven't had statement wins this year like they normally do. They normally absolutely blow the pants off other teams.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing. Like, And that's what's going to win you a college football playoff. It's going to be, can you actually strangle these guys out? Because once you start putting the pressure on some of these quarterbacks, they flack. I mean, take Jackson Dart out at Ole Miss. Like, those mm. guys were literally in the running for the college football oh, yeah. playoff. Yeah. They were in the running for the SEC championship game. And as soon as the going got tough, I mean, the poor guy just wielded. And that, yes, it's been a long season for him. But he's probably played better than we expected him to, considering it. Yeah. But still, I think he is underperformed in these last couple of weeks because he started to go to some of these other places. He started to get some interesting looks. Some people have turned up the pressure cooker, and it's all turned to mud.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. I think that's probably the good point you made today. Is like that's the beauty of college football. All it takes is for one elite team or a really good team to have a really shit week, and it blows your whole season up. Like, NFL, if yeah. you can get away with two or three losses in the season that suck. Yeah. And like you can we're still talking about win a like- Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, we're talking about like the Bills who are probably like still Super Bowl favorites and they're second in their division. They're not yes, even yeah. like Exactly. Yeah, they're not even top of their own division let alone the league and we're still yeah. sitting here thinking they're favorites. Whereas like if you lose one game, like what's you guys Tennessee, you guys lost one game to Georgia and you dropped out and then another one loss and now you're out of the playoff picture whatsoever, disregarding everything that you did this year.
0: That's right. Everything you did prior to that is just becomes irrelevant. mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm absolutely
0: so so, yeah look there's frustration there but once we get a bigger playoff picture i think that that it'll solve some issues but not all issues now we've got that out of the way i think we've got a few championship games here we'll give a few tips along and i think we'll just see who we think will win so starting off you are playing utah in the pac-12 championship in las vegas
1: Yeah, look, I'm excited for this. I think we get another bite at Utah. Um, Mm -hmm. We lost the last game on a last minute convict play for two points in the touchdown. So I think that hurt, obviously. And Rising had a great game that week. But you sort of see Utah, they've trailed off a bit lately. I think they lost to UCLA and Oregon recently. Um, They've beaten, they smashed Colorado. They beat Stanford, who are poo as well. Um, But yeah, sort of those losses since we last played them. I think that sort of gives us a bit of confidence. We haven't played Oregon, but we we rolled UCLA, which was quite yeah. a good game. Or well, we didn't roll
0: and we beat them. No, teams. they got away with. it. They held on for a while.
1: But yeah, yeah, like we 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 streamed ahead for against them, um, and then sort of led them back into it. I think. Yeah. But I think our statement games recently. Obviously, we spanked Colorado as well. But I think the game against Cal um, and Notre Dame for me that was a good win.
0: Yeah yeah there's some really good wins there. I think I guess I haven't seen enough of these two teams to give a probably a reasonable assessment of the game. I think Look,
1: it's a poo-slinging fest. There's no defense.
0: Oh, there's going there's going to be high scoring. I think looking at your game against them before 43-42 and I think look mm. they've lost to UCLA. They lost to Florida in the first game of the season and then they lost to Oregon in a close one. So upsets could happen here away from home. It's going to be hard to tell. I think you'll probably have a good following there. Um, Caleb Williams is playing for a Heisman. I think you yeah. probably get the win and you cement yourself in that in that top four.
1: Absolutely. I th- I think we cement ourselves in the top four. Williams cements himself as the Heisman winner as well if he has yeah. a good game. That's that's science sealed, and delivered. Because what it's between him. I think. Um, Probably CJ Stroud maybe still. And I think there was talk about Blake Coram as well, but I'm yeah, not Stephen too sure Bennett if
0: he's still sitting there as well, I'd say.
1: It's interesting because I never see him as like a, a stat nah. getter or whatever, but I think Coram was there because um, he's putting up numbers bigger than like um, Derrick Henry's um, oh, yeah. season and those sorts of things. So he should yeah. certainly be in the conversation, even though it is a quarterbacks game, as we all know. Oh, yeah. Um. But, yeah, hopefully Williams and that because I turns out I have futures bets on them. So, hopefully, they come through under the money. That would um, be lovely. Mate, loving that. But looking at it, probably the biggest one. This is probably the closest game, I think, and probably the one that we're really not sure which way it'll go. It will be the Big 12. Um, obviously, TCU has come through undefeated, surprised everyone about this. Um, but they come up against Kansas State, who I think almost had their number in the regular season game. And considering they were running like a lot of second uh, string players, I think this could be one, a bit of a danger game for TCU.
0: It really could. I, I think TCU are really excellent on defense. Um Huge. I think what they beat, they came from behind against Kansas State last time and they, they were yes. well behind and they won 38-28. They win by 10. That, that, that just looks like an easy win when you look at it. Yeah. Um uh, Kansas State dropped one to Tulane earlier in the year, who ended up being ranked in the top 20. and They yep. lost to Texas by a touchdown. Um, I think that was pretty close. Texas actually played really well that game. Texas weren't that good. So I think I'd like to see TCU go through undefeated. I, I think you want to see the undefeated teams make it to the playoff, don't you?
1: Yeah, uh, it... It means that everything's sort of worth it, I suppose. And they've gotten through and they've done the undefeatable. You know, no one's been able to touch them um, and they deserve to be there, I suppose. Yeah. It, It looks good as well. It gives them a good bowl game. But for me, I don't know. Like this TCU team has been unreal to watch this year. They've been quite fun. Like you watch some of those Texas games and. No matter how like they just don't look like a flashy football team at all, do they? They don't have any of the skills or any of the fast guys or whatever. They just get in and they grind opponents out. And it's real hard-nosed football. And I think that's real Big 12 stuff, isn't it? Like it's real just like that sort of deep, dark footy that you just you gotta go deep in. And I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but like <laughs> damn, it's 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 ugly, it's ugly, but it's fun to watch.
0: Oh, it's so fun to watch. and, and I think I think they've got the talent. I think Max Duggan's actually really good. And I think they're caught at their wide receiver, Johnston. I think they're going to do some damage to Kansas State. I think this game being in Texas, it's going to have a fair career. The Horn Frogs are going to have some serious support. I'd love to see them get it done. So I think they get it done by a touchdown. So I think that's enough for me. SEC Championship, I think, looks like a bit of a – should be a one-sided affair, I would say. I think mm-hmm. the Georgia defense will strangle the LSU. Might be close, but it's in Georgia – I, I don't know if they cracked the line of seven and a half two t- 10 points to 14 points. I think they win by.
1: Yeah. I think you're looking at like a 13 plus victory here, surely two tutties. Um, just everything that George has been doing, they've been doing elite. Like you just look at all their games. No one is scoring many points on them. And I mean, probably their closest game was that Kentucky one where it was 16, six. Um, other than that though, it's been spankings galore. I mean, even the game against you guys, like you, like, okay, the score was kind of close towards the end. But, I mean, let's be honest, that was some garbage time points, wasn't it? Like, they they really held they really held your medal and kept you guys out of it for the whole most of the game.
0: Oh, yeah, we were done and dusted early. So, yeah, look, I, I don't think anyone's real. They had a couple of close games, Kent State and Missouri for all games. But, yeah, they haven't looked too unfazed in most of those.
1: Yeah, uh, I think they'll win and they will win well and look to set up that number one spot. Um, Moving on, you've got Big Ten Championship game, which is Michigan versus Purdue. Now, I think this is one of those ones where – it, they're sort of – them and the SEC are the last um, conferences with actual divisions in them. Oh, I know the Pac-12 got rid of them. Um, Big Ten. Yeah, that, 10, that worked uh, out well, didn't it? Big 12. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> the
0: math- yeah, it's funny that. mathematicians
1: he- have got it sorted. I don't, I don't question. I don't question. We just get another crack at Utah, to be honest. Yeah, like.
0: which we, is good that you guys are there and you probably should win. But it's just so interesting that, yeah, the top two teams don't make it. And, I, and then it goes back to head-to-head schedules like it should. But, yeah, it's strange.
1: It's very strange. But, anyways – these guys, um, basically Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State all in the top 25, but only one of them gets to go, um, to the championship game. And Purdue, who's sitting at eight and four, just rolls in because their side is just, it's not that good. And again, this is going to be a Michigan. This is one where you could take with the line. This would, this would be a 18 plus point win.
0: Yeah. I, I think Michigan will absolutely roll over the top of these blokes. I don't think they've got a league to stand on here. So, um, I think that, for me, sums up the top four. that I think that'll stay. I don't see it changing. I don't think there'll be a sleep up I was just actually looking at the odds. If you put a bet on what we just said, USC to win, TCU to win, Georgia to win, and Michigan to win, they're only $1.10 each the last two, but that pays $3.80 with an odds boost. That's not bad. As far as championship games go, that's pretty good. There's another one sitting there, Clemson, North Carolina, Then we've got, what, Boise State, Fresno State, Tulane, UCF. That's probably the only other ranked matchup. Troy play Coastal Carolina and then the MAC Championship of Ohio and Toledo. We're not touching Toledo with a 10-foot pole. But there's a couple of other games there you could add to a multi and make a nice little conference championship multi. But I, I think we've got an exciting game week ahead. and I don't think we see a change in the top four
1: no hopefully not and that'll sort of lead us into bowl season so they'll break off have a bit of a break until sort of like mid-december to january i think it is that it Mm. all kicks off
0: yeah absolutely oh look we're, we're super excited for this weekend and it's good to be back
1: yeah no excited i'm sure we'll be back in the lab again um getting back to you weekly now i think we've sorted out some things so yep. we're sweet and good to go
0: <laughs> absolutely all right well yeah thanks for joining us and uh whatever you listen to subscribe join us we, we love having you sort of taking our content
1: thanks for letting us in you crib it's been real